My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. Hi, my name is Nefemi, and my pronouns are she, they. And this episode is an installation in our artist creative series. So thank you so much for Nefemi for uh, being a part of it. Um, So let's dig right in. Um, What is your part, um, your identity, your job um, in the community? Um, So... By training, I am an industrial designer. Um, tried the whole working corporate thing uh, and found that I really enjoy creating forms. Uh, so now I kind of self-identify as a functional sculpture. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I essentially build furniture yeah. that um, uh, serves a function but can also exist on their own as their like as an art piece. So That's dope. Yeah. I don't know if I explained that well, but. Um, and you said that you're an industrial, what did you call it? I'm an industrial designer by training. So okay. I went to school for industrial design, which essentially just meant that I learned the design process uh, from coming up with an idea uh-huh. and then being able to mass produce it, which is something that I'm torn about. I'm not okay. interested in mass production, which is crazy. I'm more so interested in creating pieces that are unique to the people that are going to use them. Yeah, that's really awesome. Okay, thank you for explaining that, because I definitely did not know um, what that was. Um, And how does um, your training and how does your current uh, occupation, I guess, um, inform your wellness needs and your self-care needs? Yeah, so right now, I'm in the process of, doing graduate school. I'm working on a few commissions, Mm -hmm. um, exploring how to show my work in galleries. It's Mm -hmm. all a lot. (laughs) But I think my wellness needs come up when I'm in the building process. And so when I'm building a piece, when I'm 25% done with the piece, and then when I'm 75% done with the piece, Mm -hmm. I always like, have a breaking point okay. where every single time I'm shocked that it's difficult. I'm shocked that <laughs> I, for some reason I haven't made the progress that I've, I've expected. I'm shocked by how like tedious um, all the details are. Mm-hmm. But that's when I do have to take a step back and remember like why I'm building, okay. why I'm interested in this field. Um, and for me, there's a huge disparity between the people who actually know how to build these products Mm -hmm. that we live around the people that actually have um the cultural identities behind the products that were around the craftsmanship um and the lack thereof the visibility and so i'm I'm more so just thinking about our everyday products that are mass produced like when you think about the people who are actually building them they're not they don't look like the people who we think are designing them you know okay Oftentimes, um, specifically in design, it's a white cis man who has the idea, right? But the people who are actually building them, the mm-hmm. people who have the craft, are always people of color or black people. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, and so I, 
I've been given an opportunity to learn certain crafts. And so I think that there's something to be said when someone who can take up space as a designer and also like a craftsman is not white. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah. That's really interesting. And so you mentioned you mentioned um, your breaking point, 25% in the project um, and 75%. Um, so when do you know like um, that you need to engage in self-care? Because you're not thinking like, okay, I'm 25% done, so now time to break. Um, what are some of the, I guess, signs that you have reached that point where you need to like engage in self-care? I, the thing is, like, my anxiety and my depression, it manifests itself in a very, like, physical way. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, I haven't, I'll physically be feeling off. Okay. But I intellectually can't process it Mm. until I get to this point where everything's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so something that I've been trying to get better at is like noticing how my body feels, noticing that I am fatigued, noticing that I'm discouraged, noticing that I'm like kind of stuck on certain points Mm -hmm. and just like actually taking a step back and not being so consumed. Because I, for me, I get very fixated on tasks and then I don't. So I'm either like doing entirely too much or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, what I found is like actually taking a step back, taking days off. Ooh. <laughs> Are helpful. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so if I'm, if I'm in the building process, something that I normally find therapeutic that I don't when I'm physically tired is biking that's something that I do Mm -hmm. um in general that I really enjoy if I'm not like physically trained Mm -hmm. but otherwise like music is really important this summer I stayed at my parents house and I was doing some building so it was nice to like have some days where I felt super defeated and I could play the piano for a little bit okay fantastic yeah um, you mentioned becoming aware of um, like physical signs, like how your body is feeling, how to feel off. Um, I talked to someone recently who said that she's really disconnected. She feels really disconnected from her body. And so she's been trying to connect with it because she'll be like, I don't understand why when I'm around this person who's really bad for me, uh, I get bubble guts. What's up with that? You know, and so she's realizing that her body is like giving her signs. Um, do you kind of feel a similar way and like you're trying to connect your psyche and your emotions to what your body is doing to respond to those? Yes, 100%. So a little bit of background. Um, I'm a cancer sign. Oh, same. Scorpio rising. Okay. Um, hey. Wow, you so, you so, uh, you're a little watery. But I think, so I I have this emotional sun above Uh me, but then I have this very pragmatic moon that's filled with a big ego that doesn't want to ever fail. Mm. Um, And it gets me in a lot of trouble because I end up suffering longer than I need to. You know, I end up like 
not saying the things that I need to soon enough because I'm trying to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like that person was saying, I tried to rationalize a lot of my emotions yeah. to the point where it's self-destructive. Like, you know what your body's doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And even, even if it's not that big of a deal, maybe you're engaging with someone and it, it's not a huge red flag mm-hmm. if your body's responding that's a, a reason enough to mm-hmm. try to take a step back and figure out why um it takes practice therapy's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. but that's something that i when i enter those situations where i'm like why do i feel weird it's been a week and i still feel weird i remember i still have like a lot of work to do yeah where i'm still not connecting the dots as well yeah uh, as quick as I feel like I should be at this point. Ooh, should be a very stern word. I know, right? We can't. Um, I need to give myself grace, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Do you think that um, kind of that like disconnect between your body and um, your mind and like ras- rationalizing? Um, honestly, the rationalizing might just be your Aquarius moon because same. Um, but <laughs> do you think that that also can be a um, like a taught trait, or do you think that that's just like how we are? Like, I just naturally do this, or were there instances in our life that kind of taught us to be that way? <clears throat> it could be a little bit of both, but I definitely. At this moment, um, I feel like it's something that's learned. I feel like we're, we're kind of taught to kind of function through this world, um, function under this, like, institution mm-hmm. that is all about, like, disconnecting. Yeah. Like, there's a big thing that I've learned during this time, during quarantine, during trying, like, being in a space of, trying to abolish these terrible systems Mm -hmm. is that the most anti-capitalist thing that you can really do is not only form connections but actually like know yourself like it's capitalism strips you of that sense yeah it doesn't serve capitalism right no so i feel like whether it's learned at home or through school like it, it is something that isn't being more connected with your emotions isn't something that's encouraged, essentially. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There's a lot of shame around it. Well, I, and I I think that in the workplace, when you say things like, I feel, mm-hmm. they get weird. Um, and maybe, maybe it depends on, like, the type of work environment you're in. But I... Uh, like recently, you know, we'll have like one-on-ones at my job and I work in like a somewhat of a, I work for a private, I guess, corporation, but it's, it's a very big one. Um, lots of money and, um, not really for me, but like lots of money in general. (laughs) Um, it's just there somewhere, um, not my pockets, but, um, but I was having like this one-on-one with like the director of the um, the particular area of the company that I work in, mm-hmm. and um, this was like months ago. And and I was basically it was like the beginning, and I was like of essentially like the pandemic. Um, I've been working from home at this point. 
Um, and, and he was just like, you know, like meeting with literally all, all of us. And I was just, he was like, how are you? And I was like, you know, technically I'm okay. Right. I, I still have a job. Um, I, um, have food. I have a safe place. Like my partner is safe. Um, my dog is still terrible. Like I'm fine. She's just, she's just terrible. Um, yeah. Love her. Yeah, love her. But <laughs> very cute. But like, wow. Um, she's like low-key a Karen and it's actually really embarrassing. But yeah, I'm working on it. Anti she's a little anti-black. Um, but she keeps <laughs> on getting worse. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. But she uh she's she's a dog. So um, but I but I was like, but I feel like people are trying to just like grind past the fact that like so many people are dying every day and getting sick and this is like and like the coronavirus isn't like a new like super fucking new mutant virus it's just because of how easy things are um transferred then it's just gotten out of hand right like it it existed before and we know that because it's like on the Lysol can right like it's been on the Lysol can um and so it's not new but and so I was like and so it's really scary and it's really frustrating for for me to try to like be at home at work or be at work at work and try to pretend like like I'm not scared you know and he was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't like the feeling of, and he's like a middle-aged, like cishet white dude, ex-military. Okay. Honestly, don't hate him as a boss. Like don't, he, he yeah. tries really hard. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a middle-aged cishet white dude. Um, military, military yeah. Marines, you know, so he's always a Marine. Cause I think that's the rule. But, um, but yeah, and so, you know, I'm, and I'm black and queer <laughs> and, and um, not military. And, and so I was just like trying to explain to him like how exhausting it feels and how it feels like we're all just looking at each other and not saying the thing, right? Like there's, a, there's an elephant in the room and we're all like, no, it's fine. If we don't, if we just keep eating at the table we won't see the elephant and it's just like it's so obvious that we need to address it but it's also like a lot of us don't know how like this is new for all of us yes um first of all thank you for like being fully direct about how scary this time is because it's scary and there are a lot of different levels to it Mm -hmm. we have an election a lot of things being exposed um, coronavirus, but that is something that the past like two weeks I've been more open about mm-hmm. about like feeling yeah not only hopeless but scared, but also struggling to move through a world where like now during this time I'm being I'm being presented with opportunities and I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I feel like the last thing we should be doing is working. Like, it just all feels so yeah. insane to me. Yeah. It's just wild to me watching um, people that I'm around. There are two people in particular 
that are designers one creates like garments someone else um creates side tables Mm -hmm. and they have been like pumping 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 out ideas and like making things and i just the past two days got the strength to work on a finish on a piece that i've been working on for a while you know yeah yeah i feel like there are two extremes of people right now who Mm -hmm. are like i need to just stay busy mm-hmm. and there are people who are trying to understand what life should even look like because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to look like oh no capitalism. I don't think it should even even things that I'm doing even the things that I believe in I'm still like I don't think that that's what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's hard I'm very torn because I'm in this space where like I, a year ago, I was very depressed. I was trying to figure out, like, what my role was, what my purpose is, and I feel like I'm starting to live in it, but it feels wrong. It feels wrong. There's a lot more shit going on right now. (laughs) Does it feel wrong because you feel like it's not, it's being harmful or not contributing to all the shit? I think... That needs fixing. These are quotation marks that, you know, people Yeah. Can I think, for, for me, before I decided, before I took a step back and decided, like, these are my skills, what do I actually want to emphasize? And mm-hmm. I was like, I think furniture could be cool. I had to have a conversation with myself and say, at the end of the day, like, furniture is cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I enjoy the idea. I've been able to develop it as something that's more sculptural, more abstract, um, that I've been able to incorporate like black bodies and emphasize that. Mm-hmm. But when it's all said and done, like what did I actually do? Like what, what type of person was I? And I, I always mm-hmm. believe that I, no matter what I did, like I wanted to make people feel seen and find a way to like spread joy and I feel like my work does that to some capacity okay but again it's still very scary that it feels like the world is kind of ending you know so that that's where I'm yeah a little bit a little bit a little baby ending (laughs) I'm just like okay and no one is really saying that yeah I'm like I wonder if part of that is like because um wow what a really big picture right I mean like this is like a a world size mural and I I couldn't me myself Kolea could not possibly focus my eyes on enough things at once yeah right like I see um, black people getting killed. I see black trans kindred getting killed. Um, I um, there there is that still whole world pandemic uh, situation actively happening. Um, there's war here. There's bombings there. There's a, a fire. There's a more fires happening in California. I don't know if it's again or if it's still. I I'm never sure. Um, like, right, so there's, like, all these things happening, and it's, like, my two eyeballs can focus on, like, 
you know, maybe five things at a time, maybe five things at a time. And so for me, sometimes I feel like my efforts are futile, (laughs) right? Like what I can do is this podcast and teach yoga and, um, I'm really good at crying. Um, so yeah, expert crier, um, you know, and like, hug people if that's safe because there is a pandemic happening right and so it's like i can do my little thing and i feel like i can chip away at this massive mural um but i think if we're all chipping away in our lane right um in the way that we can then um then that's good right question mark it is something (laughs) It is something. Um, and that's just like my pessimism talking. Mm. Um, that's me being a little bit nervous to re-enter school. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you you're doing that in the fall? Is that Or is it fall now, I guess? Yeah. Oh, I guess I, it's fall season. I think I start school in like nine days. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so uh, a week and two days. Yeah. Um, yeah but it is it is interesting that you frame it that way because we all play a role we Mm -hmm. all like have a purpose Mm -hmm. we all are here to like be a sense of hope yeah right and I guess like that is the beauty of it um and I'm yeah I'm just really really grateful and have enjoyed the most out of all this time, like the people I've been able to connect with. Mm-hmm. And that's just nice to get back to that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we, I feel like we can't get lost in this world of work and surviving, which is so draining. Yeah. It's not cute. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. But I mean, I, I also remind myself that, um, capitalism is set up so that we're in that scarcity mentality and we're in that survival mentality unless you're at the top of like the capitalist food chain right and um and so whenever I am thriving outside of work um which I'm like I'm like good at my job but it's like so but like (laughs) I mean, and maybe I would feel more like, yeah, I'm good at my job. And like, woo, if I was just like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do for the rest of my life. But absolutely not. So I so anytime I'm like doing something that's like great and wonderful outside of work, then I feel like and that doesn't really have anything to do with like capitalism. Then I feel like I'm like low key winning, like I'm low key, like giving the, the finger to capitalism and being like, see, I don't need you to like live this wonderful life, to have fulfilling experiences um, because we're really trained that we do, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you deserve to rest because you've worked instead of you deserve to rest because you literally are a human being with a human body and human bodies need rest. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned people at the top because a lot of people who, 
are able to exclude themselves from capitalism in a certain way have capital. Oh, and like I've yeah. been trying to just wrap my head around a lot of things, and <laughs> I've been doing quite a bit of organizing. Um, have spent like most of my summer from four to eight a.m. under a tent, just like serving. Um, and helping out with folks uh, being released from prison. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting is, like, there is enough to go around even amongst us. Like, imagine. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone was trying to do something. If people just cared. I don't know. Yeah, if people That's just whatever. cared. <laughs> but, you know, I think we're also taught, like, scarcity. We're taught from a very long time that scarcity is real, that there's not enough food and that's why there are hungry people and starving people. There's not enough resources or medicine and that's why there's sick people. There's not enough anything and that's why. But I'm like, if that were true, there would be nothing left over, right? Yeah. But yeah. there's so much shit le- left over, so... It's weird. It I mean, brands use it. Oh, yeah. Like, use this idea of limited edition. Yeah. So both that. Like, it's ingrained in every single facet. It's weird. It's super it's weird. weird. And, I, and I, I have to remind myself on the regular, like, there's an abundance of everything that we need on this yeah. planet. Um, yeah. And I deserve some of that abundance. Yeah. It's true. Well, off topic. Anyways, capitalism, destroy it. Oh, yeah. Fuck that bitch. Um, You mentioned um, riding your bike. Um, What, how do you take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit? Mm. Um, Right? You see that pause? You don't know why? Because I'm not doing as good of a job as I should be. That's a different um, question. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, for my mind, just spending time alone. Ooh. Um. And it can be as simple as just commuting, like walking somewhere in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, running an errand alone or just sitting outside alone, maybe listening to something, maybe not. Um, I journal a lot. Like if I need to process something, I journal it. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk it out, but I think for me to actually move past something I have to write it down okay I have to write it down a few different ways yeah I feel that yeah yeah and it's interesting like the more you write around it the more the difference um in emotions that come out like there could be anger in the beginning mm-hmm. and then you're actually like wait like my anger was just ego speaking I'm actually hurt you know so mm-hmm. it's, it's really it's helpful for me um Sometimes you gotta watch a dumb show. Ooh, what's a dumb show you like to watch? Or dumb shows? I cannot say. Because I'm wait. 
You know, I'll be watching The Office sometimes. I'll be like, hee hee, listen. The Office is a good show. <laughs> I'd be kiki into The Office. It's look. such a funny show. And it took me years to realize what's, what a gem of, of a show this was. Like, Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, I, I'm finishing up I May Destroy You. Oh, is- wow. Can we just like, quick tangent? Feelings. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I there was a particular episode. It's all triggering, but there was a particular episode okay. that made me have to process like the shit I was dealing with mm. this summer. Mm. And it was it was wild because Michaela Cole Whew. is not only brilliant, but mm-hmm. she's very honest yeah. and Even these situations that most people would write off as small, they're still, like, concerning. Yeah. Like, she's making us acknowledge that we have accepted certain behaviors. Yeah. They're just unacceptable. Yeah. And actually very harmful mm-hmm. and traumatizing. hmm And she's forcing us to realize, like, no, this is all trauma. Yeah. You just say that, like, there are people starving and it goes away. Mm-hmm. And it's not trauma. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking vaguely because I don't know what people have seen, if you want to know. Well, you know, maybe we can just have a spoiler alert alarm (laughs) because, yeah, definitely. I, um, I don't know. There's so many parts of that show that really, like, feel like stuck to my bones. The episode, um, spoiler alert, um, where she meets that guy, I forgot his name, um, and he stealthed her, you know, where he like took the condom off without her consent. And like, I watched that episode and um, I watched that scene and I was like, no, no, that's called, that's called stealthing. That's bad. And I'm just like watching it like, because I, I don't think I've ever, I, I know that it's a thing, right? I know it's a thing that I think people do, but I've never like seen it act, acted out before. And like how easy it was like for him. I don't know. I what? Why did he do it? Like it didn't feel good or whatever the fucking excuses for people with with dicks who wear condoms. I don't know. But like it was very much. I like watched that happen and watching her realize that that happened and then having that conversation with someone else. Like me, I had that conversation of just like, oh yeah, the episode where like he stealthed her and they were like, yeah, I didn't know that was wrong. And this is like a middle-aged woman that I was talking to. I, I don't know her age, but I think middle age sounds good. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I had no idea that was wrong. And I was like, you had no idea that like you agreed to one type of sex and without consent, he switched it up to a different type of sex, unprotected with no condom, that that's not okay. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, it's called stealthing and it's not okay. And I know that you're in like in a monogamous relationship with this man. So it's probably, you know, not an issue, but like, that's a real thing, you know? And just like the, and the fact that like she named it as, as rape instead of like, he did this thing and it's like kind of not okay, you know? And like, he's kind of a jerk, right? Like she was like, no, this is what you are because this is what you did. And this is what this is called. And I like it. Like you said, that honesty and like that very specific and explicit language that I think sometimes we don't want to use because that means that we're 
maybe victims to things that we didn't realize before. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that episode when she processed what had happened, when mm-hmm. she was listening to that podcast mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, yeah, and just, they always lie. And they say like, oh, you didn't realize they took the condom off. I was having a moment where she was realizing mm-hmm. because of content where I was like reflecting on certain things that have happened to me mm-hmm. because of her content. So that was like really interesting, the parallel yeah. where at the moment that she was processing in the show, I was being forced to like take a step back. Yeah. Process and question. Yeah. Things that I hadn't necessarily in the past. Um, so that was, that was interesting because it does come with a lot of, I guess, shame. Maybe like she experienced shame for not like not knowing. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. There is a, it's it's just so complicated. It's so this entire show is just so complicated. Yeah, it is. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, I I do appreciate um First of all, I feel like not enough people are talking about how fine Kwame is. Like just not enough people are talking about this fine ass man. I mean like wow. Even I'm like I, like, am not attracted to men. (laughs) And I'm like, Kwame is fine. Like, I would want to hold his hand. That probably would be as far as it goes. But, like, Uh oh, a hug? I bet he smelled real good. But anyways, (laughs) Kwame's storyline of um, his sexual assault. um, and, And I think, like, being a queer person who has never me being a queer person who has never had uh quote quote straight sex right i i think that a lot of times sexual assault is not i think people think that it's not possible within like within queer sex and so the fact that like and so whenever he went to the um the police station i guess yeah Yo, um, yeah. and and the that guy who was like so fucking uncomfortable. I was like, I, why are you here? So useless of a yeah. human being. And he was just like, so I asked my boss, and uh, he said that it, it doesn't count because you consented. And I'm just like, so you weren't listening literally at all. At all. Like you all. just didn't listen at all. He's like, but you've had this type of sex before, so you're that means that I guess you consent to always. And it was just very like, it, it was it was like, I I felt like a thank you, not because like that's great, but because addressing sexual assault in the queer community, yeah, is yeah. something that I don't see a lot of, and yeah. it's not that I want to see it more, right? I don't want to see sexual assault in any community, but it's just like it made me feel really seen because. I, a few times, a couple of times, probably more than two, but have been like a victim of sexual assault. And like, because it wasn't with like a cishet man, at one point it was, but like other instances where it wasn't with a cishet man, it did not process to me what had happened or that like what had happened was like not okay Um, until years later when someone else was just like, 
you know, that's kind of fucked up, right? And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, shit. <laughs> I guess it is, you know, um, because it's it just is not something that I've ever really heard talked about. Yeah. Not on a mass level. So. Right. It's hard to name it if, like, there's no one around you to help you. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that kind of it, sexual assault tends to be thought of as, like, penis and vagina and like there it's it's an umbrella <laughs> and we don't talk about all the things under the the umbrella we talk about yeah. like super specific yeah so because it's all about consent that's yeah all that's that's really all, all it is yeah. all about consent absolutely so yeah that show um yeah brilliant yeah brilliant 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 um okay so Trash. You were talking about trash shows, and then we were like, yeah. <laughs> "I may destroy you." The least trash show <laughs> on right. TV right now. Um, I personally love to watch The L Word, which I can say fully is a trash show. We know. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched it so many times, and I tried to watch it last night in a Femi, and they took it off of Netflix. Like I wasn't gonna fucking notice, and I did. And my feelings For are hurt. You. For me, they were like, "Kalea's watched this." Eight, this every single episode at least eight times. <laughs> we gotta cut them off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, random one search party. I don't know if you watch search party. But is that what is that? Are they like on an island and there's like expensive things hidden? No, it's oh. really weird. <laughs> okay. It's like Ali Shawa. Shawa. I don't know. It's basically a darker version of Broad City. I would recommend mm. someone gets And what's murdered. it called again? Treasure Island? Search Party. Search, Search Party. Party. Treasure Island is the actual show I was thinking of when I... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Search Party. <laughs> Nas going in. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm grateful for quote trash shows. Um, Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, what about body and spirit? You mentioned you like to journal and watch trash shows, bicycle. Um. So for spirit, I try like if I'm trying to manifest. Um, or meditate. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if I'm trying to manifest something, oftentimes I'll write around it and try to man- um, meditate on it. Yeah. Afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do a better job. I used to do this every single day, but in the morning, I have my phone off until I leave the house. Off, off, like blank screen off oh okay um and i'll journal i'll try to like manifest specific things um i'll clean drink my tea eat breakfast Mm -hmm. um and try to listen to music without any vocals that's like helpful I listen to a lot of film scores. Ooh, um, they're good. 
Yeah, one of my favorites, actually my favorite film scorer, his name is Dan Romer. His first project was Beast of the Southern Wilds. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen his stuff live. Like, I'm really, like, into it. But that that's, it's always nice to think and just, like, be with a film score going in the background. It's yeah, nice. definitely. That's something I haven't thought of listening to before. Because there yeah. often aren't vocals on there. It's instrumental. Yeah, I can send you some. Yeah, definitely. Um, and for my body, I don't know. I should be stretching more, so maybe I'll start doing that. Okay. There's that should be again, but okay. <laughs> what? I said there's that should be again, but okay. I don't, Well, literally, it's something I'm always like, I'm going to do it, and then I don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, I understand that, yeah. Maybe since you said it on a podcast, you'll do it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I love a yummy stretch. Um, so you kind of dipped your toe in this before, but um, what is something you need to improve on in self-care? Um... The body. Mm-hmm. Okay. The body. Um, beyond, like, stretching, I think just being more intentional about what I consume. Um, like food? The meals that I cook. Okay. Yeah. And just actually having a better schedule. Um around feeding so I'm not scrambling and just eating shit okay (laughs) that's what happens right and like I try to use busyness as a reason to not like take the time to cook the meals that I feel like serve my body better you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um and so yeah being more intentional of like the physical body that I'm very grateful that I've been given Mm -hmm. I'm just like taking better care um and also just being more connected with how my body feels and knowing how to take care of it in general and so that could look like knowing when I need to take a step back and slow down Mm -hmm. um knowing when I need to meditate knowing when I just need quiet you know, so yeah, the body, the body. It's a good. One. Do you um back to food because I think about food a lot. Do you have a particular meal that feels like it's really good for your body? Like you eat it and you're like, I did that. You're welcome, body. made this bok choy like mushroom 
sauce thing and paired it with like salmon and rice, scallions. I don't know, it hit. Oh it shit, like that it. sounds really good though. Yeah. <laughs> Pinky's up. <laughs> that was nice. I grew up eating a lot of Nigerian food, though, so that's kind of, like, the default. Does your body feel, like, good when you eat Nigerian food? Yeah. I okay. think Nigerian food is heavier, though. Oh, so okay. it's one of the things that you do. You can't, like, you shouldn't eat every day. Oh. Like, it's, it's pretty heavy. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of pounded yams. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> but basically, it kind of looks like. Uh, mashed potatoes, you eat it with your hands and you can mix it with like spinach sauce, we call it egusi, as well as meat sauce um, and no, I literally what do you, wait, meat sauce? is that like gravy or so it's this fat? this tomato bell pepper onion mix and you like pop oil your meat on the side and you kind of like make the entire mixture together okay yeah and so yeah the interesting thing about it though is i really love nigerian food my mom always gets her meats from like farms too which is really nice Mm -hmm. but now that i'm like i'm not living with them i'm trying to kind of cut back on the meat consumption because it looks different if it's not from a farm Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, so that's why. I don't know. That's interesting. So is, um, I guess, Nigerian food, like, you mentioned it's heavier. Like, is it just heavier because there's a lot of meat in, in the, in, like, the whole cuisine, I guess? Yeah. Okay. But then again, you have to wonder, like, if the meat's processed differently, then what's the harm? Yeah. Sometimes? Yeah. Because um, a lot of cultures consume meat. Um, a lot of cultures consume fish. Mm-hmm. It just, the issue here is the overconsumption of it and the waste of it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know. It was interesting. I was thinking about meat one day and cows. And I'm like, the, I can understand why people are anxious we're eating things that are literally anxious their entire lives like they don't oh yeah yeah ever exist in a state that's not high anxiety yeah because they know that they're about to die any moment yeah and also they don't roam Mm -mm. they don't (laughs) i don't know yeah that's something that i definitely i mean i am a vegetarian and have been for a, a while uh, over half my life but like I that's something that I do think about of just like I think if I had grown up maybe how you grew up where like your mom was buying like meat from the farm um, like from an actual farm and not like a factory farm then I would probably have a different attitude towards it um, yeah. and a different comfort level but you know we grew up eating meat from what it was the closest grocery store, Bilo or whatever they call it now, Southern Foods or some shit, and uh, Food Lion, and you know, yeah, and that's that meat hits different. It just it does, and I I I think I recognize that 
in a weird parallel way because my mom's side of the family is from Wilmington, North Carolina, which is, um, it's on the beach, it's on the sound, it's on the Atlantic Ocean. And so my mom's side of the family eats fish for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, okay? And it's like fresh fish. Like my granddaddy, um, who recently passed, like would bring home fish. He was a fisherman. And so it was like fish and crabs, not a lot of crabs, but crabs and shellfish, um, like shrimp. And he went clamming a lot, which is a thing that people, I did not know, people did not know it existed, but clamming is a thing. Um, and, um, and so I grew up eating like fresh fish, like that my, I saw my granddaddy like brought home and yes. was, you know, descaling out in the yard and like brings in the house and cooks, right? So like I grew up with that and um, would eat fish, you know, from wherever other places fish come from, fish farms, I guess, and would be like, this shit does not hit, right? Like, <laughs> this is different. And I like, it took me a while and my mom finally said it. She was just like, yeah, I'm never eating fish unless it comes directly from the ocean. I'm never eating fresh fish inland because I live in um, Charlotte. So there's no yeah. bodies of water besides like man-made um, in this area. Yeah. And so, but I do think that that I would have had a different relationship with meat, but because yeah. I was eating at like fast food restaurants or from, you know, just your local grocery store, then, um, I was like, this is weird. It's weird. Like, I don't necessarily want to meet the cow. I just want to know that yeah. like the cow is okay. Yeah. I think being disconnected from the process adds to like the neglect yeah um i think people should know mm -hmm. more about like their food yeah know how they're grown know how they're taken care of yeah um, in general but that's that's the theme of everything we don't really we're not every i don't know i think that's like strategic right but i i feel like we're kind of disconnected from a lot of processes in general absolutely absolutely yeah yeah but. Okay, so less meat in your diet, um, yes. and um, mashed. What did you call them? Mashed yams. Uh, pounded yam. Pounded yam. Okay. Some people call it fufu. We call it. I've heard of yam. that word before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> pounded yam. Um, I I want to like yams. That's a thing that I'm trying to like grow into. Um, yeah. I feel like it's my duty as a black person, but. And there are different types. Right? Ooh, okay. So I'll have to show you the ones that I I get. Okay. They're bigger. They're yeah. They're very different from like traditional sweet potato yams. Okay. They're like yeah. They're very different. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> That's cool. Um. So the thing that you said is just working on like the bodily aspect of your self care. Um. What's something you excel at? In self-care. Um, I think play. Okay. Because <laughs> I, even if I feel overwhelmed or anxious, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready to play. And that can look like just blasting music in the apartment and dancing for a little bit. Um, or just 
hanging out with people. I think people don't play enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my work is ten- intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my escape is being able to take the time to just enjoy and play. Yeah. That's good. Play. Um, okay. That's it. Those are all the really hard questions. We did it. Lo hicimos. Um, <laughs> let's do, yes, like, let's take a breath. Um, and get into some uh, manifestation mash. Da da da. Is there music? That that was it. That was it. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> no. Actually, my my little brother, um, my I guess my youngest brother. I have two brothers, but um, did the music for the podcast. He's a he's a smooth seventeen, and I think he's oh. such a cool kid. So yeah, little baby brother. All right. So manifestation mash is like the manifestation or the mash game that we played as a kid. Maybe. Um, and basically, instead of possibly manifesting, um, which is real, something that um, you don't want, um, everything, um, like the categories, are a little bit more grown and um, also are um, a little bit more intentional. So any combination of the, the different choices is something that you'd be like actually down with. Um, so the first one is, where do you want to live? Where do I want to live? Mm-hmm. Well, right now, I have a fire escape as a porch. Okay. Top. So I would like to live somewhere with a yard and trees. Okay. That's really it. At this yeah. Point. That makes a lot of sense, though, because you live in you live in New York now. I'm in New York, yes. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. Now, I, I don't get me wrong, I love it, but yeah, I want trees. I want a backyard. In terms of space, I don't really care mm-hmm. if I have more space than I need. Literally, people will be living with me, you know. Like, yeah. But, but yeah, outdoor space is important to me. Trees, the ability to like grow a garden. Rest. Is that what you grew up around? Like, did you grow up with like a yard and space? Um, yeah, my parents bought their first house like when I was in third grade okay. or something. Mm-hmm. Or we like lived in a house and that was, we had a big backyard, which was nice. Um, and my parents' current house, we have like a garden that I've been tending to. Oh, wow. I was tending to. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice. That's nice, and I liked how it was almost an escape, right? They're in, like, suburbia, so I could go outside, and it was quiet. Mm-hmm. There just cicadas yelling. Yelling. Shouting, literally shouting. <laughs> and then just dying. Immediately. <laughs> Anyways. What a life cycle. <laughs> Weaklings. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, a yard with some trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A garden. Okay, and a garden. Yes. What else? Um, 
don't call me out. I mean, if the ceilings were super high in the living room, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would, I would be mad about Okay. That. So hot, vaulted, they're called vaulted, right? Is that the word? Vault. I just I threw acrylic know. nails. <laughs> vaulted. No. Uh, vaulted ceilings. I do love that, actually. Yeah. There's like more air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like earth tones. Okay, <laughs> I I love this. Seriously, <laughs> earth tones. Um, I want like objects made out of clay. Uh-huh. Quick reminder. Quick reminder. Remember, there's where we're gonna live. And then there's the building type that we're going to live. Okay. So. I'm doing too much. You No, I don't think you're doing too much. I think that you're in the wrong category. Okay. I think. Okay. Because like your building would have vaulted ceilings or, or and earth tones. But like, do you, do you want to live in New York City? Do you want to live on the beach? Do you understand? Yeah, I understand. It's so hard. <laughs> it's hard for me to answer that question because okay. I've lived in four places this year. Wow, I didn't realize you moved that that you had moved so much. It was all an accident. So oh. I was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I, then I got an apprenticeship, um, a job in Colorado. So I was oh. living in a co-op for okay. five months with eleven other people. Right. And I moved to Charlotte. Mm-hmm months and then I'm in Brooklyn so at this point I'm kind of like I don't think a, I can't tell you a place right now okay <laughs> I don't think I can do that um yeah okay but I think I want to settle in the south I really do why so that surprises me whenever you when people have the option to not <laughs> Right, but there's there's something about the South. Because I think I struggle with the North, right? I struggle with the North and out West because they hold so much of the capital, right? So, of course, they're certain parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, like, racism, all these things look a little bit different, but it's, like, hidden, and it's interesting talking to people from the North who are experiencing racism in a certain way and being like, well, I thought that was kind of like standard. I'm like from the South, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You mean last year was when that happened? What? Yeah. And there's just something about the South and the people and I just feel very connected to the South. Okay. So I think I would probably settle in the South, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's not set in stone. And nothing set in stone. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything is changing all the time. It's very stressful for me personally, but okay. The South. Yeah. I mean, I'm, is that where you primarily grew up as well? Like, is that yes. where you recall home? Yeah. Okay. I feel that my people are from the South, <laughs> like literally North and yeah. South Carolina. And so um, I have a hard time understanding 
what shit looks like outside the South. Because I'm like, oh, I thought that was just like an American thing. And they're like, no, that's actually really Southern. And I'm like, wow, so y'all just like don't have biscuits other places? What do y'all eat? Yeah, so you're just like not eating biscuits. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. And my friend who who's parents live in the south and so she's moved here she lives like um in charlotte um but she uh, is haitian and grew up in um in new york and um she's like what's in what's in the what's in the water here why do all y'all have them booties and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm sorry excuse me she's like all the niggas down here got booties like just plump booties and I was like oh word that's a southern thing and she's like yeah I hate out of all the things that she could have said about the water here she said why why y'all got ass like that why oh man questions that need answers you know I don't think that that's you're right. It needs an answer. Yeah, yeah. What's in the water that's making our asses fat? Um, I think it might be the biscuits. Uh, <laughs> all right. So your four wares are a yard um, with trees and a garden, um, vaulted ceilings, earth tones, and the south. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next is um, your, quote, career or things that you would like to do for the rest of your life. It doesn't really have to be tied into capitalism because fuck it. Um, Furniture. Like furniture designing? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, Making sculptures. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, storytelling in the most vague <laughs> way. Uh, I'm really interested in capturing moments. Uh, um, skin, bodies, things like that. So I feel like storytelling. It's just storytelling. Yeah. Um... you repeat the question yeah um what as a career or just something an activity that you would love to do for the rest of your life and just like sit around with people i care about Ooh. <laughs> it's yeah yeah just yeah sit around vibe Mm. i love it yeah okay and next we have home building okay i'm like what are other people saying what's up what am i home building so like the structure yeah, like, do you want to live in a mansion? Someone had a very specific vision of living in a very windowy house at the edge of a cliff overlooking a beach. Ooh. 
And I was like, I'm actually, I see this for you. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it could be that. Or, I mean, you mentioned before earth tones. It could literally be like, I want to live in a red house or some shit. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of crazy, but I've always romanticized the desert. Oh, okay. For some reason, there's something about the color palette that I'm like, wow, I'm soothed. So, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. The desert. Um, the mountains have my heart. Okay. As well. <laughs> um, large windows, of course. Yes. Of course. And space to, like, host people. Okay. And to have, like, people stay and things like that. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. And here is number four category. Category is legacy. Wow, I really had a hard time spelling that word. There's actually only one E, if you're wondering. (laughs) I tried to add, like, two more. Oh, no. I don't know. Listen, you don't have to talk about it. I'm okay. not a great speller. Um, English actually doesn't make a lot of sense to me um, at all. But anyways. What did you say? Weird, it's a weird one. It doesn't. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, there are rules, but like, we don't follow them kind of shit. And like, I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And then people will make fun of like others who like English isn't their, you know, first language. And I'm like, right. But like English is really, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. And there are so many like unspoken rules that like you just Mm -hmm. kind of know if you grew up with maybe English being your first language or like even your secondary language. And I'm just kind of like, the only reason why I know how to say this thing is because I only speak English. (laughs) Talk about it. But anyways. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Um, I want to, again, like, make sure that I make people feel seen. Um, spread joy. Um, are these four different ones or are these all the same one? Okay. Make people feel ones. seen. Spread joy. Um, I would love for people to like connect with my work. I feel like it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and last one, make sure that I was known for giving space to other like queer black femmes um black femmes in general you know i mm-hmm. yeah whether that looks like opportunity visibility connections all of it like that's why i'm in the rooms with white people and i'm uncomfortable you know it, it mm-hmm. just feels like this what I have gotten the opportunity to do isn't something that like everyone can get to imagine. 
Yeah. Because there's no blueprint. Blueprint. Um, and we're talked out of it. We're Ooh. told we're not enough. Yeah. So, in general, yeah. I want people to feel like they're enough to do whatever the fuck they want. Absolutely. That's neat. Okay. Pick a number between one and eleven. Seven. Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I oh, just no. crossed that. <laughs> what? All of these are things. All of these are things that you want. Fit me. Oh, okay, right. right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, if that doesn't happen, then something else great will happen. But I did just cross off vague storytelling. So it's okay. That doesn't mean you can't still do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I did just cross off spread joy. Damn. I know, which is kind of harsh, but like the numbers don't lie. You know, like this isn't me. <laughs> this is just like how it works, you know? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. As a career, I crossed off furniture. Okay. All right. Love one, that. two, three, four, five, six, seven. As a legacy, I crossed off make people feel seen. I know. This hurt my feelings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I also crossed off sculptures. Okay. So for career, we have sit with people, vibe. Eh. Eh. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, I crossed off space for under legacy, space for queer black femmes. Mm-hmm. One, two, As far as home buildings, I crossed off mountains. Where I crossed off the south. Okay. Me, I mean, okay. We knew that that was the reality, so correct. (laughs) (laughs) One, two. Vaulted ceilings. doesn't mean you can't have it. It's just a game. Seven. Uh, Where I crossed off yard, trees, and garden. All right, are you ready? Okay. Your life is giving me a beautiful hosting space in earth tones. Okay. So that you can sit with people and vibe and connect and the people will connect with your work. That sounds great. Right. (laughs) Actually, it sounds amazing. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. I was like, vibe with people. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Wait, that's what I want. Yes, yes, yes. In your hosting space that is Earth Tones. So. Wow. Wow. What a life. What a life. Yeah. 
So um, here we have either listener letters, which we have none today, or if you want to um, give some advice, or if you don't, it's up to you. And it can be advice about literally whatever the fuck, like try putting cumin on this food. Uh, <laughs> take care of your mental health. Hmm. Yeah. If something doesn't feel good, figure out why and adjust. I was working a job for too long and I got fired and had an appetite that day. So, oh, you know? yeah, that's um, so real. Yeah. And also don't ask for permission to do anything um, if you believe in it. I think the biggest thing that I've learned because my field is very white male dominated mm-hmm. is go about your craft, your passions, like you're a white man. <laughs> Be entitled. Yeah. Know your worth. Yeah. Of course, like, be kind, but don't back down. Because it's it's not fair that the people that have the least to offer are always the ones in the center. Say that. I don't know. Don't be ashamed. Um, But tell your stories, because that's, like, all all life is, really. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's all. Anyway. That's it. Awesome. All right. So if you have Nifemi anything that you want to promote, um, then that's it. If not, that's okay. I had someone who was like, literally don't tell them my Instagram. <laughs> literally don't follow me. And I was like, heard. <laughs> so I have a mixtape coming out. In okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my website is www.nifemi. Ogunro.com. Should probably spell that out. N I F E M I O G U N R O. My Instagram, which I show a lot of work, but I try to keep it a little bit personal as well, mm-hmm. is necessary And it has my full name there as well, if you can't find it that way. Um, yeah, I'm working on a few commissions. I think I'm going to open up and tell people that I'm taking new commissions <laughs> which is like kind of crazy and intimidating mm-hmm. um, and yeah I don't know just chilling yeah that's great well fantastic thank you so much um, I think that you said a lot of really wonderful insightful brilliant things <sighs> Thanks for talking about um, trash shows, but also a not trash show um, and all that good stuff. Thank all right. you for having me. Yeah. It's been great. Awesome. Well, peace, y'all. Um, namaste and ashe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah.